Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. guest for the day is Anthony, and we're going to talk about the firm route to fitness. It's the new year, new me, new body, everybody says hashtag new everything this year, you know, so we'll talk to Anthony about fitness because he's a fitness guru, but before that, how is everybody doing, man? It's been a while, Back, haven't recorded in a while, man. It's a new year. Ian, it's good to see you again. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me back. Happy New New Year. Year. It's been a while. We haven't recorded in a very, very long time. So I'm happy that Anthony is our first guest. It's a good way to start things off. Yeah, so, but how's how's the week going, man? How's the New Year going so far? New Year has been good so far. It's been busy. Really, really busy. Just a lot of new things going on and just trying to... uh, that's, you that's know, like manage to, that. That should be a Toronto phrase. Yeah. That should be. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Have your people call my people. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm so busy. I didn't even realize I was busy. I, I said that. Busy. I actually said that to a woman recently, where she was like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" I was like, "I sorry, I've got a lot of social things going on." And then, but you know what I realized was. Like how rude it sounded when it came off my tongue, and I was like, ah, "You gotta make time for everyone, right?" Like <laughs> true, true, everyone true. wastes enough time that they can make. Time yeah, for you others. definitely can. Everyone has to save twenty four hours, right? Yeah. So, but starting twenty eighteen is good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been the, good. It's gonna be, the firm it's is, good. is moving up, and we'll talk about you know we'll more about that. the firm. Yeah. But you know, I'm imagining things are moving up. We got a lot definitely, of plans. Definitely got okay. some plans, some big plans for twenty eighteen. I can't necessarily speak on everything, you know, but I'll, I'll share a little bit with you guys. Nice, today. nice. Let's get in as we get into that for sure. So what about you, Ian? What's going on, man? What's new for the new year? Uh, 2018 for me is about uh, becoming an adult. <laughs> spent, spent the last eight years kidding myself that I've been doing that. No, you know, just I'm not being crazy about it. I think I just want to do little steps here and there this year, like improve my fitness, improve myself just so I can go about my day in a little bit happier mindset you know i realize that happiness is is totally self-driven like 100 yeah, yeah, and so yeah. i've been kidding myself that i could get it from other sources and i still like you know reach for those sometimes maybe more materialistic things but i think this year is about just uh doing some stuff for me it's good man Definitely. yeah good, yeah man. it sounds really good 2018 man. sounds off good for you guys yeah it starts sounds like it's starting off good for y'all mm-hmm. my 2018 is about a little bit different okay um did a comedy show yeah. on Tuesday? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tell amateur night? Tuesday. Amateur night? Yeah. Oh, you want to know about it? You guys were there. Well, it was amateur night. <laughs> well, you got to speak on it, yeah. right? Um, so I bombed. And this guy's such a liar. <laughs> uh, you know so, what? If you, if, I don't know whether you should call it bombing because like, even if you had bombed, like I don't know if you should look at it that way, but you definitely didn't. And I, so... 
I, I think you got to take more positives out of it. Like Anthony and I both know you got to be a little bit more. I think that, that's hard on yourself. You and know? I appreciate you guys coming to support. Mm. But I think that sometimes I think of jokes too late, right? What do you mean? But, because I was thinking like I could have totally like went in on that guy for that terrible intro he gave me. It was like, did you see how he looked at my name? He was like, oh, who the fuck is this? Like, this I is a new guy I've never seen. Never this is a new name I've never seen before. I've never heard what? of this guy before. He was like, let's just bring him to the stage. And I was like, damn, like. Yeah, but was, you're always going to like, like hindsight is twenty twenty, bro. You know what I'm saying? So you're always going to look at things and say, I could have I done this or could have said this. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny because I thought about it after because the first two, he was like, oh, they're very funny. I work with this guy. Oh, he, he, do you then, think he killed your vibe? By he killed my vibe oh, a little bit because he was like, he was like, I'm not familiar with this. Because you fed into it, right? Yeah. Then when you went up, you're like, yeah, you don't know me yet, and then maybe that's what maybe lowered your confidence a bit. Yeah, I think that was part of it because yeah. it was like he was just like everybody else he introduced because I was third, right? So yeah. I went up pretty fast. And like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, these people are very funny. Oh yeah, this person is very funny. Oh, I don't know this person at all. I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. Right. <laughs> that's right. pretty much how yeah. that's how it felt, right? So yeah. I was like, all right. And then the intro I had originally wanted to do, I didn't do. So um, it messed up a little bit. Well, I mean, I think it's a thing of, you know, now you're aware of that though, right? And it's like, just, just awareness is everything. I think it's like you, you, you went into that situation and, you know, you were like, in, unfamiliar with it and mm-hmm. when that happens it's like you know yeah. kind of throws you off a little bit but now you're aware and you and know I, what and you know how to handle it you next know what's time funny right? is you don't even realize things you say until you get off the stage right like mm. I remember he he was like oh never say you're funny in comedy blah blah or he says never say you're not funny never say you're not funny tell the audience you're not funny in comedy and I was like I had completely forgot that yeah. I said that because like Mm. I was like removed from it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get into my groove, <clears throat> and then he was just like, "Our American." Rap. I didn't think he was that funny, in my opinion. You know what I mean? But I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, let's just go." Well, he's MC, so he's got to he's, he's got to joke so about got... some pretty superficial stuff, but, right? Right, right. But what I thought he, yeah, what he, maybe what you can take from his like intro and exit from you is like, okay, yeah, he really noticed that that was like a glaring part of my comedy is that like, I kind of lost steam at the beginning because I said that. So like they're right there. There's your first tip for next round three. Yeah, right? next time I Come out the game. Yeah. Cause you know I did that last time. Really the first time, right? When you were there. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I was like, Oh man, I'm so happy. So many people came to see me cause this is my first time doing stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, I was worried about nobody, the and there were like eight people in the audience, <laughs> yeah. so it worked then, right? And I thought of that instantly, but I think that um, I had time to think about that one. Sure. Whereas when he did the intro, and he was like, "Oh," and he had to like, did he look at the paper for the other two? Like he already knew them, so he already knew who yeah. was first and Maybe. second. Yeah, and yeah he looked he, at the paper he, for you, and he looked at the paper for me. He was like, "Who's next?" Oh. I don't yeah. really know this guy, you know. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you're looking at it like too much of a science man, and like I, mean, I, I knew you're you're really like dialed in. But I think next time you're just gonna do better. But I, I think default, do, man. I'll do better again. I think yeah. I should do that spot again. Yeah, that's a good spot. Good well, not, yeah, it's a good good crowd. It'll give you good experience. Just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just work your way from there, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Because because fairly like big acts per, uh, perform at that Yuck Yucks true, as well true. too, right? So well, uh, apparently I wasn't the worst. <clears throat> tonight anyways no so certainly um, not so you guys ready yeah let's go let's get into it all right Mm -hmm. so 
you know, everybody's looking, everybody's always looking for the summer body, right? No matter what. But sure. they're really focusing on it when it's the new year. Mm-hmm. This is when they think new start, new everything, all those bad relationships with people. New year, new I'm going to fix them. Mm-hmm. My relationship with my body, I'm going to fix them. 2017 behind. <laughs> right? Then I'll say the same thing when 2019 comes around. It's yeah. Some, it seems kind of negative in nature sometimes, like it's how like, it becomes a new year and suddenly you look back and you're all negative on yourself. Like, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think the thing is people are, are you know, so patient when it comes to dealing with others, but they don't exercise that same patience when it comes to dealing with themselves. You know? Right. True, There's true, too true. many times you're like, you're self-critical, which is cool. I mean, you should always be self-critical and aware in that sense, but you know, you don't want to be self-critical to your detriment, right? You want to sure. be able to like take that criticism and move forward with it and progress and, you know, also be patient and be grateful for where you are currently in life because, mm-hmm. you know, it's about enjoying the journey and not the destination in that right. sense, right? And I imagine mm-hmm. that's a lot of the teachers you offer when you're doing your training. Yeah, most definitely. Your fitness and everything. Most definitely. So, and we're going to learn about you, all right? So, <laughs> I'm going to start off with the cliche question. Yo, just tell us about Anthony, man. Get us to know this fitness guru that's changing people's lives one exercise at a time. One exercise <laughs> at a time. Oh, man. One exercise at a time. Um, so, Anthony, I started off, you know, I was pretty fairly athletic uh, growing up. I was involved in, like, a lot of sports. I played soccer competitively, football competitively. Um, I was just, like, kind of an overall athlete as well. Um, And then from that, you know, I mean, you graduate from high school, you go to like post-secondary, I was still active during post-secondary, but then not until actually uh, fractured, not fractured, excuse me, tore my meniscus in my ACL. Mm. That's when, you know, that was when I kind of got a bit of a wake-up call because I I wasn't active. I wasn't able to be active at that time, right? So in the meantime, no, exactly, right? You know, you don't, yeah, the level of, you know, value for something, you know, when you have it. You know, versus when you don't have it, it's like, it's completely different. Anyways, yeah, yeah, so at that point, I I put on a lot of weight. So at this, I think at my heaviest, I probably got up to like 250 pounds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, right? I'm not a super tall guy. I mean, I'm like 5'9", so... It's like, you know, 5'10 on Tinder. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you know, it was just, it was just a thing of, um, you know, I just, now I look back on it and I say like, I can never go back to, to living that unhealthy lifestyle because it just affected my life in so many ways that you didn't even notice. It was like, oh, okay, I'm. I'm going out. Oh, man, I have nothing to wear because I'm too, you know, let me just go buy something so, you know, it fits or whatever right. the case may yeah. be. So it's so a lot of like, you know, maybe little insecurities that you're dealing with. And and it, it, obviously, you know, you're once you, you kind of move towards a positive direction in terms of, you know, your lifestyle, it helps with, you know, just your overall confidence and your outlook on life. You know, you feel like you have this uh, this new vitality for life, you know, so it's definitely that. Um and it, like I said, I've just been through it. You know, I've been through like obviously, like I was saying, being my heaviest at 250 to coming down now to you know being about 185, 190 pounds, even as low as like 175 pounds. But numbers don't even matter. I don't even care about the numbers to be honest. It's mainly just all about how you feel, and that's my thing. Is like I put the feeling 
of living, uh, uh, feeling good about life and feeling good about living a daily life above everything, you know? Right. So that's the main thing. Obviously, looking good <clears throat> is just icing on the cake, yeah. I think. But it's all about feeling good because that's how you're going to actually, you know, go out and, you know, be active and do things and take action in life, right? So definitely, um, yeah, I think that's something I, I, I tend to, like, implement into you know, all of my clients and just my whole, um, like I said, my whole perspective on life in that regard. And yeah, like I said, it's been a, a, a long fitness journey. You know, I, I lost about, um, you know, 75 pounds and um, wow. yeah, just just been moving forward since and just trying to grow <laughs> and ask yourself the tough questions in life, man. Like, you know, a lot of times it's like, yeah, you don't want to be obviously too self-critical, but you want to be a realist with yourself and you want to be able to like, Hey, should I do this better? Or could I do this better? Or did I give this my all? Or, you know, am I, what am I, what am I doing here that I don't like? Okay. If I don't like this, can I change it? It's changeable. Okay. Then let me take the action to change that. If I can't change it, then why am I stressing about it? You know, like just trying to kind of maintain a positive outlook to life. So I think that's, that's what, you know, my journey has really taught me. And I'm just really passionate about movement. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, whatever you do, you know, uh, whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to do in terms of exercise, my number one thing is I just say, do something that, you know, you like, because you'll probably want to do it more often and, you know, just be active. That's it. It's not about like, Oh, I got to get in the gym and no, if you like to play racquetball, play racquetball. If you like to run, run. If you like, you know, there's so many different things you could do. And it's, it's just, that's the great thing about movement, right? We're made to move. So when do you feel like you personally are like at your fittest or like most content with how things are going for you? Like physically, to be honest, you know, I've I've, uh, really tapped into um, a lot of uh, movement literacy lately. And it just focuses on movement literacy, movement literacy. Yeah. So I call it that just because, you know, we should be able to be movement literate. You know, you should know how your body is made to move. Right. So a lot of times people will, uh, you know, be dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, maybe nagging injuries or a lot of discomfort, you know, people that have lower back pain or they may be flat footed or whatever the case may be. And they just kind of you know, adapt to living life with that pain. And, you know, maybe they have sciatica or whatever, various things. And it's like, you know, there's ways to work around that in terms of on a daily basis. If you focus on mobility and muscle pliability, which is just basically the lengthening and softening of muscles, it actually allows you to just, you know, um, uh, you know, maintain like, uh, I guess, you know, in terms of like, it helps with relieving stress helps with, you know, your muscles being primed and ready to uh, avoid injury, right? Opposed yeah. to, like, talking about, like, you know, I'm lifting heavy, I'm lifting heavy, oh, I injured myself, okay, now I got to do rehab. It's called prehab opposed to rehab, and that, yeah. that's why it's called that, because it helps prevent all of these things from happening, like, you know, helps make your body more <laughs> primed to avoid these things, in yeah. that sense, right? Avoid injury. And then, therefore, be able to be more consistent in your training, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. daily life. I think yeah. that's the thing, just daily life, right? Mm-hmm. It's just to help with that as well, too, right? Like, a lot of people, you know, maybe have desk jobs or they're sitting a lot. And, you know, a lot of times, that's not what we're made to do. We're not made to sit. We're actually made to walk. We're made to run. You know, that's, that's what our body's, yeah. you know, innate uh, function is. And 
I feel like a lot of people get away from that. So I think you you touch on another point that once you're done being like an athlete, I think a lot of us were athletes when we were younger. Yeah. And then once we stop seeing ourselves as an athlete and start seeing ourselves <laughs> as an adult with a job and a life, yeah. then the fitness becomes a part of life as opposed to what it was that we were excelling at as a kid, right? Definitely. So I think that's a, that's a really good point is that the training's got to fit into your life because it is your life. It's yeah. your, yeah. it's your yeah. mindset and it's your health. So. So after you did all of this, after you lost all this weight, and you weren't—I <clears throat> imagine after this was at this point—you weren't active in sports anymore. No, no, I wasn't so active in sports. Um, you know, after my little soccer injury, uh, tore, tear my meniscus and my ACL, I was like, forget that. Like, <laughs> like you know, I was off work for a period of time, and I was like, you know what, man? And I just was just made me realize, like, I literally just went to go like play soccer, and I'm like, yo, I haven't been training, I haven't been doing anything. You know, I'm really out of it's shape, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm really out of shape. So, um, yeah, you know, that just kind of like motivated me as well too to try and you know live a better life and get back to like you know, okay, yeah, this is how I felt when I was younger. I felt like I was in good shape, but yeah. now I feel like I'm I'm almost like getting to the point where I'm in the best shape of my life, and right. even just not even just necessarily. Um, aesthetically but just in a the way my body feels and the way my body functions when I'm walking you know I used to be flat-footed I'm not completely flat-footed anymore so a lot of these things can be addressed through movement but a lot of times you know we're looking at fixing the um the symptom rather than the cause and that's the problem in our society now it's like uh band-aids on things that's right. the problem yeah. right I mean you know of course people are like I even had so interesting. I had a conversation with like a coworker the other day and it was like, I just suggested like a couple of things to them in terms because they were dealing like with like some sciatic um, pain at the time. And I said, you know, some things that you could possibly do the, down the line is just be a little bit more active and simply just stretching daily, you know, will help. Right. And I know you're going through what you're going through right now. Cool. I'm not saying to do that right now, but I'm just saying on a regular basis of just promoting some type of movement, I think will help with that. Right. So. No, the man, the guy said to me, no, he's like, you know what? I'll just go to my doc, go to my doctor and get these pills. And it's like, uh, that's so what we're, that's what we're living in right you now. You know, right? I did notice like, so people will know, I actually hired you yeah. to do personal training sessions with me and, um, um, you do some warmups, right? Yeah. Um, the, the resistance band where you have me go and I do that now sometimes like just for stretch and it's so much easier to do it now. Than when I first started, where it felt like it was rough yeah. and the muscles, yeah. was like, and now when I do it, I was like, "Yo, that was way easy. Like I can and do it, it much easier." It doesn't and get it's a harder. Simple, you just it's get a stronger, simple, bro. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> a simple mobility exercise that I did about twenty reps. You know, like yeah. just once a day or something. And then I didn't do it for a while. I was like, "Yo, no, I need to get back into it." And that's how I warm up now. Yeah. And then when yeah. I did, I was like, "Yo, this is so." So much easier. Now. I think that's a big barrier for some people initially when they get into a sport is that because the learning curve can be steep at the beginning, unless you're willing to get over that learning curve and push through that hard yeah. part, that you can kind of leave the, the sport at the door and not end up actually trying to really tackle it. So, but for example, there, like if once you are really comfortable with that warm ups, you know, you're more likely to actually get into the workout and get on to the next right. step, yeah. right? Yeah. We're always putting barriers up in front of Definitely. ourselves. And so we got to get through that first bit. And then we find it's actually not that hard once we get going, right? Well, right. I'll say this to just add on to what, you, what Ian was just mentioning is is a lot of times people are afraid of be, feeling discomfort, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why, that's the kind of interesting thing what I, what I like about the, not even just to say the gym, but just training in general, 
is because when you see people, it shows you who people are in that sense, right? When people, when someone's sweating and they're tired and they're like, they kind of want to like, I want to say bitch out in a sense. They're just like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, whatever. But it's like, you know, when you're able to tap into that, like next level and be like, nah, I'm going to push through it. I'm going to work through it in a sense. It just, you know, gives you that edge and just allows you to like grow because growth is never comfortable, right? It should never be comfortable. If you're going to be, you know, if you're comfortable in your situation, then that's cool. Nothing's wrong with that. But if you're looking to grow, it's not going to be a comfortable thing, right? It's funny you say that because I'm thinking about, so I'm watching, uh, Will Smith is on Instagram now. Are are y'all following Will Smith? No, I'm not following Will Smith. You got to follow I should pull up my phone right now and just follow them. You got to follow Will Smith on Instagram. (laughs) But it's funny, um, what you're saying, it made me think about, um, like, he did a story. The video is probably out there somewhere, right? Where he's talking about um, <clears throat> failing, right? Mm. He's like, um, I, I don't remember the exact quote, so I'm paraphrasing. So he's like, you should fail early, fail often, fail forward. Fail forward, yeah. Right? And yep, he was saying, like, before. people always have this negative relationship with with um, failing, you know, but you actually learn better lessons when you fail. And then oh, he certainly. related yeah. it yeah. to going yeah. to the gym. It's like when you go to the gym and you lift weights, you're actually purposely failing the muscles yeah, to in grow. order to build them. You know, the so, perfect metaphor. Right? Yeah, yeah, perfect yeah, metaphor. Right. Yeah. So when I when he said that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. You yep. know what I mean? So a lot of people, I think that has to do with what he's saying. The negative relationship with failing, uncomfortability yeah. is like you don't want to be uncomfortable, right? You want to be comfortable yeah. doing what you're doing. But it's it's the funny thing about uncomfortability, at least when it comes to exercise or anything, not mm-hmm. even just exercising, mm-hmm. right? It's like. You have that small. It's only for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. We're afraid of that short it's amount little, of time of of uncomfortable uncomfortability. Yeah. Then when you get past it, you get super comfortable. Right, so, right. It, it get, allows you to gain comfort yeah. later. I, yeah. I feel like we we undervalue our ability to adapt as human beings. Yeah. Like we are resilient. We are dynamic. Like we have a lot that we could tap into. That I feel like you know a lot of times we're. People, you know, if you don't necessarily want to push themselves, they just kind of, you know, become complacent in that place. And it's right. like, you know, yeah. you know, you want to tap into that because that will allow you to move forward and gain perspective in life, you know, and, and, and obviously attain certain things that you may want. Right. So definitely yeah. feel even, like that's that's a key. Even for myself, outside of the, the exercise thing, the mm-hmm. comedy thing. Right. Mm-hmm. The first time I did comedy was like a month ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had been talking about it for months. You guys have been waiting for months for me to do something. Sure had, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and then I did it and there was only seven, eight, nine people there. Mm-hmm. But getting on that stage gave me the confidence to do it again. Right? And I was uncomfortable at first. And I don't think if I didn't do that small eight people, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do the room, right? Yeah. And then there's gotta true. be some credit to do like habituation, right? Like you there's this theory that if you do something repeatedly over a while, your body just gets used to it. Right, but that's right. you got to use that to your advantage sometimes too, yeah, right? Yeah. Push, putting yourself in slightly worse situations where your body is that much more likely to be ready to take it on, right? So I'm sure for you, like facing an audience of eight or nine was scary. But then when you went up and faced an audience of 60, you had a similar kind of scariness yeah. to it, yeah. even though it was a bigger stakes, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but it, so and that would have been a lot harder for your first time. For but sure. after your first for time, sure. you were more prepared to handle Plus, the second. Plus a lot of those seven to eight people mm-hmm. were much more supportive. Yeah, we were. You know what I mean? Yeah, we were good Like much. it wasn't <laughs> like, like, like the people that were there, like the host, like there were no jokes about me on his behalf to make yeah. people laugh. You know what I mean? Sure. There was yeah. it was just like a more 
welcoming. And even though I said my yeah. first time, which is way different than saying I'm probably not going to be funny, mm-hmm. you know. But even though I was like, it was my first time, it was the support was just fantastic, man. It was like, give it up. Like, I kept getting praise for like, yo, you did this, man. You did it. You yeah. Know? Exactly. And so, well, I think that's the key thing is like, it's like just starting is the key yeah. thing because it's like, you think about the thought process behind things and a lot of times like I'll, I can be even completely honest with you even myself sometimes it's like on a daily basis we're like oh I don't want to work out today and it's like you know in that moment you have a decision to say can I swear on this? No, yeah, no? yeah of course. You, have a, you have a decision you can say fuck it or okay I'm just going to do this you know what I'm saying you're at a fork in the road yeah. and basically if you say fuck it then it's like you know you I don't know about everybody else but myself I have this kind of you know, anxious, um, annoying feeling that I'm like, oh, I haven't done what I'm supposed to do for my body today. Yeah. And that's very important to me, right? So I feel like the it's guilt. just prior, <laughs> yeah, the guilt, right? <laughs> Definitely, right? So it's just important to prioritize that those what's important to you in your life, you know? So for me, that's going to be a, a, a thing. But I think it's just that right now we live in the era of where people are, are, are given, um, you know, immediate gratification right and that's that's a thing where it's like you know it forces everybody to be in a certain level of comfort yeah it's like because you're getting immediate gratification like oh you posted this i'm getting likes i'm getting likes and it's like okay i got so many likes cool that's awesome what does that do for you in real life Mm -hmm. yeah what's the real result versus uh what's just in your head there right right and you know it they're lit they're so linked these things like I read somewhere that it takes five seconds to really make like a big decision. So if, if you're waking up in the morning and you're trying to decide between working out and whatever else, like you make that decision in five seconds. Yeah. yeah. And if the part of you that wants to be lazy and complacent kicks in, in those five seconds, it's hard to overcome that. And we've become probably more used to that type of five seconds because we always take the easy route with more technology and and fight or flight. Right. Yeah. 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 You always usually bears less results though. Yeah. So you you long term for sure. Long term. So to get back, to the firm, right? You, you talk about your fitness journey, you know, how your um, your um, injury doing soccer contributed to it, and then you got into fitness education for yourself. Yes. Well, yes. What made you wanting to get into fitness education for others, you know, to educate other people about fitness? I just feel like it completely turned my life around one in, in 180 degree, you know, um, 180 degrees and made me look at things, you know, in the opposite direction from where I was going. Um, and, and, and just being so passionate about that, being passionate about my journey and my experience, um, you know, it's, I just feel like it's something I want to share with others because I feel like it's something that, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily, I don't want to say that they don't know about it, but they just never really, um, given it a chance in that sense of like, Hey, it doesn't have to be this difficult. Like, I feel like if you were to even just look at something as simple as doing, you know, a, a 15 to 20 minute mobility routine on a daily basis, you would feel the effects of that so drastically on your yeah. everyday life, you know, and just, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, so many different ways. Um, for people training with me, I feel like I'm, I'm, if, excuse me, I should put it like this for people who want to lose weight, you can lose weight on your own. It's just a simple formula of like, you know, ex, uh, um, burning more calories than you intake. And, and that is literally it. It's just the simple, the basic level yeah. of it, the most basic level of it. Right. So if you look at it, like from that perspective, cool, you will lose weight doing that. My whole thing is with my clients working with me. I feel like I take the 
the approach of looking at things from a mental perspective, an emotional perspective, and obviously a physical perspective, right? And just tying all of those things in and looking at, at it more from a wellness point of view and just my client as a whole rather than just their physical being, you know what I'm saying? Because I think everything is connected, right? Yeah. And if you just approach everything and you, 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 you're able to um, navigate you know, maybe whatever hurdles your client may be dealing with, whether it be, you know, some emotional things, mental things and physical things, then obviously that's going to allow them to, to be the best version of themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what my ultimate goal is for all of my clients. Yeah, because I mean, weight loss isn't always a positive thing for people. Sometimes they have a negative outlook on it. Yeah. So if they I assume if they started a, a plan towards weight loss, but their mind wasn't really in it or they didn't actually believe in themselves to do it then they're not starting off on the right foot. But if you can get their mindset... That's it. It's all about right the mindset. Against, yeah, yeah. Then the wellness well. becomes the focal point, right? Definitely, right? Mm -hmm. It's just about the feeling, right? The feeling of being balanced and, you know, being able... I, I kind of relate it to everybody just being... I just want everybody to be mindful, right? So I feel like part of mindfulness is being... Is your awareness, right? So I kind of relate it to being um, at in your eye of the storm, you know? So life... Treat your treat life like that. So life is the storm that's going on all around you. You want to be able to get to your eye of the storm and find your peace because that's the most peaceful place, obviously, in the storm. Right. So, you know, you know that, hey, if you're in the eye of the storm and you put your hand out in the storm, your arm's going to probably get chopped off. Right. So yes. you're like, no, I'm in my peak, my, my eye of the storm I'm in my peaceful place. This is what allows me to get to my peaceful place, whether it's through movement uh, you know, via like me playing squash yeah. or me running or whatever the case may be, or me meditating. These, these are, I think there are various things that you can utilize and that are available to you to, to, to do on a daily basis to, um, yeah, to help. To get to your good place, right? To get Definitely. to that. Yeah. So we're, we're recording this video for the first time too. So we're just double checking to make sure that the camera for everybody that's listening and not watching uh, make sure the camera's still recording us. All right, so we're back. Um, sorry about that. Having a little bit of the technical difficulties, but I believe we figured them out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. We were talking about um, mindset as far as regarding yeah, just being aware and being mindful, and and just kind of like I said, prioritizing the things that are important to you in life. So you know, things that you know that add balance to your daily life, whether it be meditation in the morning, whether, whether it be gratitude practice, whether it be exercise, you know, whether it just be maybe whatever it is that brings you to that eye of the storm, that brings you to that tranquil place, that place of peace, inner peace and balance and allows you to progress through the day as the best version of yourself, yeah. right? So uh, how long have you been into the fitness now, into personal training? Been into personal training, I'd probably say specifically personal training, about three years now. Three years now? Yeah. And um, in the fitness industry. Do you find <laughs> you get a variety of clients or like what's your like average client? Um, I say I get a, a, a fair variety of clients. Yeah, a fair variety. I have, yeah. Um, um, yeah, they get men, women, uh, older, younger, like I think probably like 40s. As I was older, maybe like maybe mid forties to late forties, and as young as you know, maybe like twenty five. So yeah, 
Nice, nice. Yeah, so it's like pretty dynamic. Twenty five is like that age when people first are like, "Well, I'm not an athlete anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. I gotta take care of myself." Well, what's so interesting about that? I find that with the twenty five year olds, to, and not to to you know point to any specific no, age no. group or anything, whatever. But I'm just saying from what my experience has been personally, um, that you know it's more for them. It's more about the aesthetic of just you know looking good yeah whereas i find with you know if you find somebody let's say who's a baby boomer and they're in their late 40s early 50s maybe even 60s you'll find that they're more geared towards i just want to have the best quality of life and i'm not going to um let up on that or go halfway on it at all like i'm all in because i don't want to (laughs) die you know what i'm saying so it's like that they kind of take that serious approach to it so they you're in you're implemented into their schedule everything right and i feel like you know you just get that continuity with with them a bit more than you know where it's like hey i'm training now summer body uh okay you know i'm chilling right yeah Yeah. like winter time i'm chilling like (laughs) right right so with fitness you hear a lot of different things about Mm -hmm. how you should approach it if you want to lose weight gain muscle if you want to do both right and i it's so much information out there. Uh-huh. It's kind of hard to sort out what the BS is and what doesn't actually work or probably what's worse for you. Mm-hmm. So what's the best way to advise people on finding what actually one is actually good information, good fitness education, information that is reliable and to two, finding out what works best for them when it comes to their fitness goals. Well, I mean, number one, if you want fitness information that's reliable, you need to come check the first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> you're only getting source. No, but seriously nice, though, nice on, plug, on a, on nice a serious plug. note, uh, I just I suggest to everybody to do what 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 works for them in a sense. Um, you know, obviously, if if you're still you're doing something and you feel like you know what I'm I'm getting injured or I'm not feeling good then clearly it may not be working for you. You may want to explore other things, right? So, I mean, it's always good to reach out to a fitness professional in that sense to maybe possibly get you on track or even, you know, just take the due diligence of finding out information uh, by yourself, right? But obviously, you know, you want to find things out um, uh, from legitimate and, 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 and solid sources, right? So that, that I find is the thing, um, you know, especially in this day and age with social media and there's so much stuff out there it's kind of overwhelming uh yeah i think my best bet would just be to do what works for you in that sense and what kind of speaks to you you know because i think we're all unique like i think that's the best way to kind of look at it we're all unique and obviously at the same at the same time right in terms of how our bodies were made to function right obviously you know it may vary from person to person in, in specific things but uh, just overall, generally, our bodies are made to move. So I feel like, you know, if you just kind of take that mindset towards it, it'll definitely, uh, you'll definitely be able to explore and, and refine what works for you and, you know, therefore build uh, uh, something that is easily implementable into your life. Right. So I think that there are different, in my head, there are different objectives people have when they have, when they're working out, right? Mm-hmm. So either they're exercising because they want to lose weight, mm-hmm. they're exercising because they want to gain weight, yes, or they're exercising because they want to main, maintain mm-hmm. weight, right? So specifically about people, and I guess I'll try to ask a question mm-hmm. that covers all three of those, mm-hmm. for specifically for people who want to lose weight, right? I've heard different things. I've heard you should be doing all cardio, and I've heard you should be doing weights with a little bit of cardio, 
I've heard that you should be mix them up. Do 30 minutes of cardio, mm-hmm. 30 minutes of, of, of mm-hmm. weights. For you, for as a fitness educator, for mm-hmm. somebody who, who's looking to lose weight, mm-hmm. what would you say is probably the best way for them to ensure that they're achieving their weight loss goals? Well, in, in terms of specifically just weight loss, if we're just speaking weight loss here, it just comes down to the same, the, the basic formula of more calories, less calories in and more calories burned, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it comes down to. You will always lose weight in that regard. Um, if you're talking about building muscle, obviously, then that's when you got to introduce some kind of strength training, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking about strength training, I think prior to the strength training, a lot of times people just kind of hop right into the strength training and say, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to lift. And maybe they don't necessarily realize that their body may not be ready to lift and load weight yet, right? So if, if you look at it from that perspective, that's why I kind of take a bit of a mobility and movement literacy uh, perspective when I train my clients because I find that, you know, when you, you're able to evaluate them and identify any movement imbalances that they have and correct those first, because that's what they naturally have, rather than loading them and making them lift, and then just furthering those imbalances and making them even worse, you know what I'm saying? I think you address those imbalances first, correct those, and then you load them, you know? So I, I, I kind of look at it in the sense of you want to start off with motor control, which is just being able to control your body in terms of you know, your body was going to do what you tell it to do. Okay, I want to be able to push my arm up, you know, uh, and make my bicep touch my ear. Okay, I'm able to do that. No, my or no, my shoulder mobility is really bad. You know, I got to work on that. You identify those kinds of things, and then once you're able to, um, you know, you, you like I say, the motor control, then you work on the mobility, which includes the stability and the range of motion, and then from there you progress to loading it with, you know, strength training and then strength and conditioning, right? I just kind of take that approach because I find that is typically the the best one and the most fundamental one in terms of uh, establishing good movement patterns within your clients, right? That's so crazy though because for some people that would be the first step is strength training and for you it's like your third step which is fundamental because you need those foundations but if you were to pull the average uh weightlifter or the average gym goer they're not focusing on that they're not no 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 but then and that's the thing where so so perfect example there you look at it and you say people typically look at they do strength training and then they'll basically do like they'll do strength they'll do cardiovascular and then maybe they'll get then they'll get injured, right? So it's yeah. like a vicious cycle of like strength, cardiovascular. I get injured, and I go to oh, and then I go to rehab. So rehab is in there, right? Excuse me, I missed that one. So then you know what? When you add mobility or pliability training or, or movement literacy training into that, then from there you're able to like pretty much remove the rehabilitation portion of it because now you're getting everything that you need you're getting your strength you're getting your mobility within you know you're getting your strength within that range of motion that you're working the mobility right then you're getting your cardiovascular as well you can obviously work those in together but i feel like you know that is the key portion that i think a lot of people are missing from their programming is just the movement i guess there are exercises you can do yeah because i remember when um you were training me yeah right and um you incorporate six, seven exercises maybe with three reps mm-hmm. and be sweating, man. It'd be sweating and be heart rate rate up. And yeah. this is like we just did squats. So we did 
some jumping jacks and we did some some push ups. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's incorporating. And of course, the mobility was always first. The stretching, yeah. making sure that you did all of that first. Yeah. So, my question would be though, when you're working with clients who whose fitness goal is to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? Do you start with all of those things where you build them into it? Where you're like, okay, today. We're going to do mobility. We're going to mm. do stretches. Mm. So we focus on stretches. Then next one, we'll do a little bit of this. The next one, we'll do a little bit of that. So so what I try and do, I try and, 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 and create a program for my clients. And I periodize it. Basically, where I'll say, you know, maybe break it down into like either three or four periods. Where, you know, I'll have the first period being that, you know, we're working on motor control and mobility. Right. So it's basically I get that people want to lose weight and that is cool. We'll get you will get to that. But it's like there's no point in losing weight and then your body's still not functioning properly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, you've lost weight. But then how do you how's your body feeling? If your body's still feeling imbalanced, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the best thing. Right. So yeah. um, obviously, there's still ways to address people wanting to lose weight, whether it's, hey, when you come train with me, we're going to focus on your motor control and mobility for this period. And then maybe when you go work out by yourself, you do cardio, you know, which was going to, you do a fasted cardio in the morning that's going to help you lose weight. You know, we're going to approach your eating uh, habits and look at your eating habits in that regard and, and create a plan for that and some nutritional counseling, right? I feel like that's very, uh, also very, those are also very important uh, perspective or avenues as well too, because, you know, food is about 80% of you know, weight loss, right? If you're talking about it's what you eat, you are what you eat, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of look at it like that and just utilizing uh, my client's time with me to its best, to its maximum potential, right? Because I feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe when you're doing these mobility things, you may not do them as well as when I'm there. I may not be able to correct, you know, you may not correct yourself because you may not know. So it's good to do it while I'm obviously there with you. I can walk you through it. I can correct you and create, um, you know, good habits in the body and then allow the body like, to, to create these good habits that, you know, when you're doing them by yourself, you know, and you can self-correct because, you know, oh, Anthony said to reset this way and this is how I do this, you know, and I can, I'm able to proceed and do it. And to the point where my goal, like I say to most of my clients, my goal is for them to not need me, to be honest. So that's why yeah. I say it's a thing of movement literacy and educating people to know because I look at myself and this is what I think even myself kind of um, getting into the fitness and personal training as, as has been a big thing is just I was you know, not necessarily the most educated on these things before. Right. And I've, I've, I've had a journey and I've learned and I've grown and, and, and come to this point where I want to share this information with everybody, because I think it's something that's necessary for them to know. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to deal with this lower back pain. You don't have to deal with this, these rounded shoulders, you know, you don't have to deal with, you know, whatever your, your, your feeling of discomfort is within your, within your body. Right. So just, I feel like it's a very important thing. So when you've got a client like physically with you and you're working with them, mm-hmm. I, obviously you're, you're fully invested in, and because that's your client's time and your time. Yes. Then how much insight do you have into their lives when they're not with you? Do you really try to make sure that they're following their good habits or are you more <laughs> like only able to kind of work with them when they're there in front of you and it's like, okay, it's up to you when you're gone? Well, well, number one, I feel like they have to want it, right? They have to want to want to do it. I can't force them to do anything that they don't want to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, that is just one aspect of it. Obviously, you want to put them in the best position to be successful. So with this being said, I feel like um, I, things that I would do, I typically do with my clients is I'll have them, you know, 
I have a form with them and uh, basically I diet journal and tell them like, hey, you know what? Write down what you've eaten. When you meet up with me, we'll review it. Yeah. We'll go through that or I'll give them um, daily sheets to complete just to say like to make sure that they hit specific targets in terms of water intake, in terms of eating every two to three hours, in terms of, you know, um, I also put together a bit of a, a, a ebook in terms of uh, how to, you know, having various rituals that you can do for the morning, for the nighttime yeah. that can aid in, in weight loss as well, too. And just different strategies for, for different people, because like I said, we're not all the same. We don't all have the same schedule. Right. So just kind of looking at that and just like I said, putting them in the best position to be successful, because if you're successful, I'm successful, you know, yeah, and that's right, very right. important to me. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about diet. That's something you mentioned. Earlier. Yes. Diet. And um, diet includes a couple of things. <laughs> diet includes a couple of things. Um, one, the foods you're eating. Yes. Um, two, when you're eating. Mm. And, and three, how often you're eating. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you come to fitness and like I said, there's a lot of information. So you hear different things, so, you know. So <laughs> I've heard people say, yo, you should always, you should eat breakfast. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Eat breakfast. If that comes with your eggs, your carbs, you know, oatmeal, whatever, mm -hmm. have breakfast. And then you have another fitness guy saying, mm -hmm. skip breakfast. Mm -hmm. Don't eat breakfast. Matter of fact, um, I think I've seen something with Terry Crews. People saying that right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot, people lot say of that. People, I hear that. A lot of people, a lot of people, people are until they Terry, intermittent fasting, for sure. Intermittent right? fasting, Terry Crews is somebody, and you know, Terry Crews is a very fit celebrity. He doesn't eat between, he doesn't eat breakfast. He eats between 2 and 10. Yeah. And that's the only time he eats. Yeah, so, so I mean, so, okay. so this is the interesting thing that has, has kind of come to light, like, in the past. I mean, I think they've been around for, for some time now, but... Uh, I feel like, you know, obviously with social media and, and obviously all the avenues we have to see things, um, you know, it's been out there a bit more. But intermittent fasting is uh, one of the things as well. Um, it's just a different alternative strategy, you know, and, and this is what I think the best thing in terms of diet, I feel like is trial and error for people as well, too, because like I said, everybody's unique. So people have tolerances, people have intolerances, you know, and it's just kind of catering to what works for that specific person. Right. So. The only way to really learn that is to learn about yourself and through trial and error, I feel like is one of the best things. So you may be able to do intermittent fasting and it may work for you and it may work for your schedule, your lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. some people it may not. Some people it may be eating two to three um, every two to three hours and eating, you know, whether it be, you know, five to seven meals a day, right? And small portioning. Um, There's various, like, there's a couple of, I'd say about like two to three different avenues that you can take in terms of. In regards to diet and I think it's just kind of trying to figure out which one works for you and your lifestyle so you're more of a component of you work with the clients and find out what works for them best yes the best well, and it's also going to allow them to like I said to, to work towards their goals right I know yes. for myself yeah. I could probably skip breakfast but that's just because I've always been a person growing up mm -hmm. that usually didn't have breakfast anymore Mm. Just so is there a theory then that you should mix it up then is that like so the only theory I've heard and I've heard a lot of theories the only theory I've heard of mixing it up is when it comes to carbs mm. it's doing Carb carb cycling, cycling. Yeah. right oh. it's like where certain meals you have heavier carbs than you do maybe your protein and mm. your vegetables and then you another meal yeah. you have less carbs or no carbs or something like that but sure. I, I've never heard of anything where, well, at least like a lot of 
health professionals. This is just me going off like the YouTube ads I see and stuff and people promoting things. And um, the most recent one I seen as a guy saying, skip breakfast, you know, because you're just adding on food on top of the fat that you're not burning. That's oh, I see. Well, I, I mean, I, I've heard the theory of um, doing a light 30 minute workout in the morning without mm-hmm. breakfast. Fast the, the, the cardio, fast the workout sure. kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, is there a theory that that can work within a, a, a steadier diet? or? Yeah, I mean, I, and this is the thing. I feel like, once again, it's, it's unique to the individual, right? I don't think the, the, the thing I think about with, with the fitness industry right There's now, no it's, everybody's it. trying to standardize and streamline things, streamline things and say like, oh, this is what will work for people. This is what's going to work for people everybody's different. So what works for you may not work for me. What works for him may not work for me. You know what I'm saying? So you can't necessarily take that approach to it. You could try it and see if it works. And if it, you know, if you're consistent with actually really giving it your effort and your all in that period of time and it doesn't work, you can say, hey, I've gone down that avenue. And it's just similar to what you were talking about where, you know, in life, you don't, you don't really ever take losses. You just take lessons. You know what I'm saying? And that would be a lesson to you. Okay, well, I know I've tried this kind of diet or I've tried this kind of uh, eating eating style and it didn't work for me. I'm going to try this one now. Okay, this has worked for me fairly well because I've lost some weight doing this. Okay, well, I'm going to proceed down this road and see, take it a step further and see how it goes, right? So kind of look at it like that. And even further, you're just talking about diet. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like your diet doesn't only necessarily um, point to just your food, though. I think especially now I, I and when i talk from a term a, a perspective of wellness with my clients i think it's your diet is your overall of just overall overlook of just what you're who you're around what you're listening to what you're watching you know just your overall environment right and i think that's the diet that you also want to be aware of as well too because you that'll also put you in a better position to be successful you know with maybe daily things that you're trying to attain in life right so you know sometimes even for perfect example myself i have bad sleeping habits right bad sleeping habits and part of me addressing those sleeping habits was like you know what i gotta turn all the electronic devices off about 30 minutes to 40 minutes before I go to my bed, you know, and it's just important. You realize how much, uh, better, how much better quality sleep you get, obviously going to your sleep, to your bed earlier as well too, at an earlier time. I think, um, from what research has has shown, if you go to your bed between the hours of 10 PM and 2 AM, you get the best REM sleep, which would be a higher quality of sleep for you. And those, those are really good qualitative hours for you to rest. Right. So, um, kind of just like I said, just being aware, overall awareness. I think that's yeah. your key to like diet. You know, obviously food is one thing. Yes, definitely be aware of the food, but other things, especially, you know, in this uh, heavily, you know, social meat, heavy social media era, it's like, hey, you don't want to be sleeping and you wake up and your phone is right beside your bed and you reach your phone and then you're on Instagram and then, you know, you have all these videos of, oh, I was out at the club last night or I was out here or I was at the Raptors game or I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's cool to see all of that, but it's like, hey, that also affects how you start your day. You know, that affects how your thought process is and that that can then translate into like you having, you know, uh, you you taking on a bit more stress throughout your day because you're looking, you're like, oh, you know, and and obviously you're not trying to look at anybody in an envious way, but I think just as you watch people through your feed, yeah. it's something that you can't help but to do, right? It's just kind of a natural thing. So, I mean, it's just being aware of that and just saying, okay, you know, there's maybe 
a specific time for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and being honest with yourself about that stuff. I, I found I have this awareness of all, how bad these things are, <laughs> but being honest with myself of how I actually restrict myself yeah. and like, and making, taking that five seconds and being like, no, this isn't something yeah. I need today or right now. Yeah. I know. I know it's a huge difference with it, man. Like I, like I said, I, I, there was a point where I would, you know, wake up, oh, okay, I'm on social media and I'm just like, okay, you know what? doesn't do anything for me to start my day. It doesn't make me feel better starting my day. So rather than doing that, I'll wake up, you know, I'll start with either a workout and meditation or meditation and then a workout. And I find that just helps me go through my day so much better yeah. with so much, you know, more uh, uh, harmony and just like balance throughout the rest of the day and just allowing me to feel really, truly and genuinely like myself, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm stressed about anything or I'm overthinking anything or yeah. overanalyzing this. It's just like, no, you, you're kind of zenned out in a sense, right? And yeah. I think that's kind of the way you want to live life, man. Right, right. So to continue to talk about yeah. diet, right? Mm -hmm. I do think that there are some foods that you probably should be trying to incorporate into oh, definitely. Your, to diet at least every day if this is like greens. Greens. Lots of greens. Lots of water. Like what's a what's a you know, few things. Water is incorporated as well. Definitely. Now what are a few 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 foods mm -hmm. that you think people should have tried to at least incorporate into their diet every day? Even if you have a cup of this or a couple of cups of this, you know. I mean my number one go to is gonna be greens. Greens, brother. I think greens will help everything help a lot I, I notice even in just personally speaking on myself um when i have greens i can notice that my my mood or my temperament is like a lot better you know what i'm saying you don't really you're like in terms of anxiety or anything it kind of helps like reduce a lot of that um and i just feel like greens are overall just kind of helping in terms of you know aging and and just those kinds of benefits as well too right um, obviously a lot of antioxidants. So talking about berries and... So when you and, say greens though, sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so spinach, okay. yeah, kale, um, you know, uh, talking about uh, Swiss chard, um, arugula, I'll, I'll, any, like, it's green, man. As long as, you know, it's, it's green, it's typically going to be really good for you and really uh, nutrient dense. And I feel like that's important. A lot of times we're, you know, eating food that's lacking a lot of nutrients and that's why you don't feel good after you eat, Right. You know, if you find if you eat a lot uh, more nutrient-dense food, you'll find that your energy level is higher. You know, you'll feel better. Your brain is functioning better as well, too. You're having better thoughts. It's just, it's all connected, man. It's all very, very, very important. So, like I said, I think greens, water, uh, antioxidants, like a lot of berries can be good. Obviously, within, you know, uh, moderation. And, and I kind of think, for me personally, I know for my body, I tend to hold on to a lot more fat if I have fruits in like the afternoon, for example. So mm. I'll tend to want to only have fruits maybe in the morning, let's say, right? Because of the sugar content of right. it, right? So, I mean, it's just being aware of what mm. works for your body, what doesn't work for your body, and kind of refining that as you go through life, right? Any advice for someone who struggles with getting greens into their diet just out of habit or yeah. reluctancy to go towards veggies? Yeah, I mean, uh, they have a lot of, like, supplements you could probably take, you know, on a daily. Um, you know, maybe take a couple of scoops of those. Those will help, um, you know, take place of, you know, if you're blending greens or having salads. Um, that's probably the, the best alternative I could probably suggest for that. Other than that, I mean, 
you know, just eat a lot of salad and just oh, make a yeah. green juice in the morning. Fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> right? Salad, yeah. Hey, it's, it's not the, you know, some people, it's not the most flavorful thing, but, you know, it has to be done, man. So, I was going to ask you about supplements. Mm-hmm. Because you see a lot of fitness people. A lot of the fitness guys I follow on Instagram or whatever, <laughs> they always are promoting their brand of supplements. Yeah, you know, they're they're what is uh what do they call it the pre workout, the yeah. post workout, the during yeah. workout, the when you're not working out, <laughs> the recovery, the recovery. So for you personally, as far as a fitness educator, yeah. how do you feel about supplements? Do you try to get your clients to just try to get the vitamins and nutrients they need from everyday foods, or are you more of I'm okay with supplements? Use them if you need them or if you want to. I mean, I I feel like, you know, I'm okay with supplements to a certain extent. I I feel like a lot of times people are relying on supplements too heavily. So I feel like, you know, a lot of times if you... And and not to say that we can't get all of the nutrients that we need through whole foods. Okay, we know that we necessarily can't. So you may need to supplement that, of course, you know, with whether it be a multivitamin or, or whatever the case may be cool. But I feel like, you know, obviously a lot of... I feel like there's this culture of that now where it's like, oh, you need supplements in order to get these results like said, or think, whatever the case may be. I think it's be. because of so many of the fitness guys that are in like They're pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They push them. Because push it's them. A, you got to understand though, it's a business, bro. Yeah. It's a business. So obviously they're going to push it because they're getting paid off of it. That doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial for you. You know, so like once again, it just kind of comes back to like being practical and being like, hey, this was what works for me. This is what, you know, I've experimented with for myself. And I find that this these are these are what allows me. This is what allows me to get the best results. You know, this allows me yeah. to feel the best. You know, um, a lot of times like myself, I've taken pre-workouts before. And yeah, it helps get you through through your workout, whatever the case may be. But there comes a point in time where your body becomes immune to it. Mm-hmm. Then what do yeah. you do? You got to get a stronger pre-workout. And when right? you're off of that stuff, it starts to affect you too. Of course, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just allowing the body, because the body will heal itself. The body will self-correct in, 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 in you know, um, a lot of instances. Obviously, you know, with, with imbalances, you have to correct those through movement. But I feel like with when it comes to eating, you know, a lot of times it's like you can get a lot of what you need through whole foods. So, mm-hmm. that's how I kind of look at it. And I feel like, any supplement you take is always going to be icing on the cake. In that right. Sense, it right? should never replace food. It should be in addition to food once exactly. you fulfill your requirements. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of yeah, people definitely. tend to replace it just for... Just, it. yeah, yeah, for food. Oh, okay, you know, I'm going to have these supplements instead of food. But no, you should actually yeah. try and make a conscious, a conscious effort of uh, eating whole foods and, right. you know, being aware of what you're putting into your body in that sense, right? So, right. so I got one more question regarding, yeah, yeah, for sure. regarding food yes. itself. So... Like me, I'm a foodie, which mm-hmm. means I love to go out, try different restaurants, try different foods mm-hmm. at different times. What are tips you can give people when it comes to if you are a person who enjoys, and we all like to go out to restaurants and eat, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of food you can get from a restaurant that you can't get here. Like, I, I want to go to Green Egg Plant right this now, man. That's one of my favorite restaurants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we told you about Green Egg Plant. <laughs> but, like, what are some tips people you can give people to, like, okay, you... Because it's all in moderation. Yes. Right? Like, if you go to a restaurant, you should do this. One of the things I've heard from a fitness guy, he was like, when you go to a restaurant, try to drink as much water as you can while you're at the restaurant because you won't eat as much food or you won't be as hungry. Yeah. And it also helps flush 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 your stomach. And water's good. And water's good. good. H2O is good. So, like, for you, like, what are things you try to do 
And what do you try to get your, your clients to incorporate in their fitness? When Okay, you can go to a restaurant, but try to stay away from this. Or well, try to- like, like you're saying, it's like what you're saying, you know, everything in, in balance and in moderation, right? So um, I kind of look at it and say, okay, well, if I know tonight I'm going out, I'm going to be eating like a steak with mashed potatoes and blah, blah, blah. I kind of look at, okay, I know that's um, a large amount of calories I'm consuming at one period of time, right? So I'll say to myself, you know what? I think it just shut off. It did. Yeah. I'll say to myself uh, that, you know what? Opposed to eating all of my typical meals throughout the rest of the day, I'll maybe skip one or I'll hold off on those calories and save those calories for later because I know I'm going to be eating a really big uh, size caloric meal that, you know, could be equivalent to maybe eat eat two of my meals, let's say, right? So just kind of looking at like that and just balancing it out, obviously drinking a lot of water, you know, um, drinking a lot of tea. Tea will definitely help with your metabolism and help keep things moving as well, too. And uh, yeah, I think that's just one of the main things, like I said, just balance, man, because you're not going to be eating out every day. I would hope not, (laughs) you know, so if it's a bit of a, you know, make, make, the eating out a bit more of an occasional thing, a bit more of a reward thing, you know, because then it's 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 obviously going to be appreciated by you uh, a lot more, right? Right. It's an event. Put it like that. I hadn't thought of it that way. I'd become pretty accustomed to eating out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. We are definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, and then also further to that, I think another thing too is like if you take something that you know you um uh one of your favorite restaurants they have a particular dish that you love. Take it and try and make it at home. Like, yeah. there's, you could eat whatever you want, but if you make you make it at home, it's going to be ten times healthier than buying sure, it out sure. on on the street, right? The ingredients are going to be fresh. Some some restaurants do have some weird practices when they to keep. Well, yeah, you, never will, know. you know that's a whole nother <laughs> that's a different conversation. conversation. So let's talk about the firm a little mm-hmm. bit. We've been talking about education, fitness education, diet, exercises. Let's talk about the firm, which is your you know fitness organization. So, why the firm? Why that name? What made you decide to call it the firm? Well, it was so interesting with that process. I went through, like, I had a couple of other ideas for for what I wanted to call it. And I I definitely knew that I did not want to call it, like, Anthony's Fitness or, (laughs) you know, A-Train Fitness or whatever. Like, I was like, no, 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 I'm not on that wave. I think the firm is is so much bigger. And it also has a bit of a a hip-hop, you know... uh, uh, connotation to it as well there too right so just with that and um like i said i just didn't want it to have i wanted you to look at it and not necessarily know that it it, it is a fitness related thing it's subtle, right it's yeah, it's, yeah it's subtle it's minimal in a sense and then also with like my tagline was is just stand firm so stand firm within yourself stand firm with what you believe and stand firm with what you what you're doing right so and ultimately i feel like um kind of came with the, the 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 perspective of everybody is a king and queen and stand firm like you, you're holding your crown up right on your head, right? So that's where I kind of came up with that idea. And, um, you know, just it worked with me, man. It worked. It resonated with me. And, and I liked it a lot. And, yeah, I, I drew the logo myself as well, too. Uh, you know, I was kind of inspired with that. And, yeah, it just kind of came to fruition. And it's just been going since, since 2016. So does the firm offer just personal training? Or do you do like group classes or group, you know, um, 
training boot camps yeah, and yeah. things like that group training yeah so yeah like, i definitely do group training i do i do one-on-ones uh, i also have a really really cool event called burpees and brunch uh coming up in march dang um, that's my kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah right right it's pretty pretty dope pretty dope high energy um networking boot camp i call it a sweat and work you know you come out you sweat you know you just sweat beside people so you know you kind of feel like you know them at that point it's going to be very easy to network and talk to people over some over a good plate of food you know um it's kind of really casual in that sense have a dj there it's really high energy like i was saying endorphins will do that too yes they will right definitely so um looking at that yeah but you know we do like i said we do the boot camps we do the one-on-ones and uh yeah just reach out and you know let us know and then also check the social media i'll be posting stuff on there about what's going on just to keep up uh up to date with what's going on with the firm and yeah so well there's another thing i just thought about people well maybe not just people maybe it's just me Mm -hmm. i got a negative relationship with exercise (laughs) how do you get people to be motivated to have a positive relationship with exercise because i know a lot of times Especially when you're just starting out, you get on that treadmill, you're like, yo, this this 20 minutes, I, I'm done. I can't, I can't yeah. go no further. You got to find yeah. a reason to not, not work out or my double negative. <laughs> like, but yeah, but what, what entices someone to get off the yeah. couch? Like, how do you, yeah, if somebody reaches out for, to the firm for their fitness education and their fitness prowess, how do you get them to, you know, get, do small things to say, this is how... You build a comfortable. Well, well, I think I get them to acknowledge where they're at, right? Like, it's like, hey, be aware. Like, hey, this is where you are. This is the next step I think you should take, right? And just kind of make it as, as simple as possible for them because you, do, you don't want to overcomplicate things with people, right? So I find sometimes some trainers may come with the idea of, okay, we got to get you with your micro and your macronutrients and da 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 And like, I'm like, listen, that's just too much information for people. Yeah. You want to just literally start them off on and taking one st- taking the first step excuse me not even one step but taking the first step which is probably the hardest one right so from there you know you kind of address them where they're where they're at acknowledge that and then you kind of just work from work with them from there so you set realistic goals you set time sensitive goals right you set things that are, are measurable so you can show them like hey we've done you know we've gone, gone from here to here you know and just just be basically your smart process right so specific Measurable, uh, attainable, realistic, and time-sensitive goals, right? So but this, those are that's project management terminology. That's right project there. management. <laughs> that's <laughs> trainer. That's life, man. That's life, bro. That's, that's life. Project. And that is and one thing to create a scope statement right now. To, <laughs> one thing to add that I think that's actually to even bring it back to the initial question that you asked me about just what made me want to get into fitness. I think that was what it was. It's just. There's such a direct correlation to fitness in life. And ultimately, I feel like even sometimes when, I, when I'd be working out and I get to that, that last rep or to a point where I want to quit and I just literally would think to myself that, nah, I'm not quitting on myself in life. So push and keep going, you know, obviously not to where it hurts or whatever that you're, you're, you're not being safe, but no, push yourself a little bit and get outside of your comfort zone, you know, and that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to go. I forgot what I was about to say after that. <laughs> no, it was too I, profound. I, I just, no, it, no, it's so true. It was mind blowing. I couldn't even, you know. But no, but the links are uncanny. Realistic. Like they, yeah. and and I don't think you realize how much your athletic life and your physical life 
leads into your well-being until you actually make that change and yeah. you notice the change in yourself, right? Because, right? right. I, I mean, for myself, for years, I, went, I thought I was fine without exercise. But then I got it back and realized, like, my emotional potential, so to speak. Yeah. Like, I reconnected yeah. with myself in a lot of ways. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I did want to ask you this. Yeah, so it helps you to be aware with yourself, right? Yeah. you're able to, like, you know, my body's moving and I can feel certain things. I feel good. It's yeah. overall, overall uh, beneficial. I think. So, okay, this is what I wanted to ask you. At minimum, because yeah. I'm all about doing as less as possible. <laughs> At minimum. <laughs> oh, At minimum, how often should people be exercising and how long? Uh, to be honest, people should be moving every day. I think our bodies are made to move every day. I think that's how you will feel your best is if you move every day. Um, like I said previously, it doesn't necessarily have to be going to the gym. It could literally, like I said, be waking up and doing 15 minutes of mobility work, right? Or like stretching or whatever the case may be. But something that's going to induce a lot of blood flow and then, you know, that'll help limber and, and um, 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 loosen and soften up the muscle, lengthen and soften up the muscles, right? I think that's very important. That's going to help to like longevity in terms of life. And like I said, in injury prevention as well too. So I think, yeah, every day, I mean, you know, if someone's talking about how often they should go to the gym, here's another way I kind of break it down to my clients is look, you say you want to have a really nice body, right? Cool. I get that. So if you say you want to have a really nice body, you're like, well, can I just go to the gym three days a week and have a really nice body? Think about it like this. How many days are there in how many days are there in the week? There's seven days in the week. Right. So now what would be the average of seven? Three and a half. Right. So now if you're only going three days a week, that's below average. So you're only going to have a below average body. You know what I'm saying? You think about it. So if you want to have an above average body, simple like this, you know what I'm but saying? What if, what if you go three days a week, but you go twice a day? And you do like two hours. Well, that's pretty ideal. Yeah. So then that's that's like that could work too. I mean, that could work. Like I said, it depends on your not lifestyle, saying, your schedule. That's, that's not yeah. that goes against my less as possible. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> just saying. That could, it depends that, on you break those two hours up as well too, right? Mm -hmm. That that that's important. You know, maybe if you do cardio in the morning and you do weights in the evening, that's a pretty like. Uh, effective formula let's say or you do strength in the evening let's say you know that that's a pretty effective formula for weight loss let's say right um but yeah like i i think you know typically like three to four days a week is is, is on average for what most people do if you want to you know really exceed that and you're really looking to up it or not you know you go five to six days a week possibly you know right. yeah. seven yeah. days even if you if you can yeah. i'm just being realistic here with people right. and people people yeah. people's schedules and you know things happen right we're busy here in toronto so <laughs> <laughs> no but like even if people make jokes about leg day but the the reality is if you're backing up a tough workout with a totally different type of workout you can usually trick your body into thinking it's doing something it has the energy to do something yeah different, right? of course definitely like, definitely if I go lift weights and get super sore two days later, I'm more likely to actually go for a run than I am to lift weights again. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. my body can kind of, you know, say, oh, I'm fresh at running. I can still go. Like, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. And then and also with that, that cardiovascular will, cardiovascular uh, work will, you know, induce a lot of blood flow and circulation, therefore clearing out lactic acid and yeah. loosening up uh, any, you know, sore spots that you may have in your body a little bit, right? Just inducing blood flow.
So yeah. I think that's very important. And get you back out there more consistently. Right? Exactly. Because yeah. a lot of times people work out, they're like, oh, okay, it's such an awesome workout. Great. Next day, they're like super sore. They're like, oh my God. Or maybe like two days later, you know, within 48 mm-hmm. hours or sore, they get that that dome syndrome, delayed uh, onset muscle soreness, right? And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to work out now. Nah, the better thing to do is to work yeah. out because that's going to induce a lot of blood flow therefore alleviating a lot of that muscle soreness right and a lot too many times people just think oh you know because i'm sore i'm gonna rest and i'm not gonna do anything when it's the actual opposite right yeah okay so what's what's next for the firm what's the next big what's next for the firm uh relaunching the website so i'm gonna be relaunching the website by the end of january um the firm toronto or the firm to.com either one works type it in check it out uh, end of January that'll be launching. Um, after that, uh, you know, I'm actually hopping back on on social media. I've actually been off of social media probably for the past couple of months, right? Past few months actually. Nice. Yeah, you know, so just get that going again and, and releasing, uh, you know, some new fresh, some fresh new content for sure. And then uh, in March, I'm going to be doing uh, burpees and brunch. Actually, uh, interestingly enough, I have a, a meeting tomorrow with somebody for. You know, for the event as well too. So that should be pretty good, and uh, you guys should check that out. You know, it'll be, uh, you could, it'll be listed on Burpees uh, and Brunch dot com, which is Burpees X Brunch dot com. Uh, you can right. check it out there, and you know, you can um, stay up to date with uh, the specifics of that uh, through that website. And uh, make sure when you get back on Instagram, follow Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do <laughs> that too. Nice. <laughs> right. Do that too for sure. So, uh, you got anything else, man? No, I'm informed, and no, and and just good to have like new fresh perspective. I think like what people really real uh, don't realize is that there's no one box, there's no one method, there's no one foolproof plan. It's just acknowledging and being honest with yourself, and then getting someone else to help you steer that. That's completely that it, yeah. man. Completely it because it's like too many times people just want the easy fix. They want you know something that's gonna allow them to stay in their comfort zone. And, you know, I challenge people to like, uh, uh, you know, to explore outside of that comfort zone and outside of, outside of that, that box that they're used to, you know, because that's where you'll find, you know, that greatness that's inside. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important because we all have it in us. It's just about tapping into it. Right. Nice. So. Anthony, thank you very much for coming, man. Thank you for having me. How can people reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? What's the social media handles? Yeah, people can hit me up at uh, anthony at thefirmto.com. And then uh, for social media, it's thefirmto. That's it. Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter as well, too. Man, how'd you get such a clean name on the internet like that? Like, I feel like you'd have to put in, like, the firm 101. (laughs) Oh, no, I got... that's why I said I put a lot of thought process into the name. I was like, hold on. I think this is just, fitness-wise, this is very cool. Yeah. It's just unique. Nice. So that's why it stood out to me. And like I said, just trying to grow it and evolve it to, to where, I, where I initially envisioned it going. And it's actually kind of superseded that already. Uh, wow. And just trying to grow it and, and, and keep on going, man. It's definitely been, been, been an awesome journey thus far. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what uh, is in store nice, for 2018. Nice. Good things to come. Great and things you wanna, to come for sure. How can people follow you? See what's um, going on with you? No one needs to follow me. But, <laughs> uh, my name's Ian Donald. You can find me online on all the social media stuff. 
<laughs> you just no handles. You just be like Ian Donald. You'll pop up. I think you'll just find me. Yeah. Right. So Google you, and you'll you'll be the first results. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as always, you guys can follow Young Pros Talk on Facebook. Um, excuse me, like us on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Young Pros Talk. You can also follow me myself. I actually have an Instagram page now. I'm trying to link the two together at Just Redmond. So that's J U S T. R-E-D-M-O-N-D. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy and stay busy if you enter on. The music featured in today's podcast episode is So Thick by Preto Shines. You can listen to this song and more music by this artist at freemusicarchive.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.